Hey guys, welcome to Ruin Hammer, uh, season two, episode twenty. Our uh, round eleven review about the uh, the game against the West Tigers. Hello, mate. Good. How are you? G'day, g'day, mate. G'day, everyone. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, always great to it's always great to do the double, isn't it? That's an overtime shift, mate. Yeah, we get paid double. Double nothing is nothing. Absolute uh, labour of love, though, as always. It is, mate. It was a great chat last night with uh, Chanel. We're we're very, very fortunate to have these guys come on the show, and again, yep. another of the the young brigade coming through at the Warriors, and just so humble. And yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. just so down to earth. Just yep. like chatting with one of your mates, you know, one yep. of your mates you play footy with. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good young kid, and um, yeah, hoping he can um, continue on some some good form. Yeah. Hey, Stevie Williams, how are you, brother? Thanks for joining us. Hey, um, mate, is Stevie going to sledge me about the Miami Heat again? He probably will. Um, <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> That's oh, okay. Mate. That's yeah. okay. Um, I, I guess we should get straight into it, mate. The, um, the yep. round 11 review uh, against the West Tigers last week, Central Coast Stadium. There is one, game. one particular person that lives within my unit. Uh, <laughs> not a happy camper uh, <laughs> uh, there we go oh sorry mate but um being being uh prestigious silverware up for grabs like the mike doreen cup you can't take these games too lightly no we can't we've, we've got one hand firmly on that mike doreen cup now <laughs> for, for those who don't know uh mike doreen being the first ever player to play for the warriors and the tigers so in honor of the great man the great flat top and moustache and a hard-working centerer come plasterer <laughs> we've got this uh this prestigious silverware up for grabs every time the warriors and the tigers clash so that's one leg down we got we got leg two coming up later in the year so looking forward to that we do hey christian how are you thanks for joining us hey mum how are you hello everyone um yeah mate so into that game um as per usual, Coach Brown made a couple of changes uh, to the side named on Tuesday. Um, Eli Katoa, originally named on the bench, he was promoted to the run-on side. We had uh, Jack the Merchandise Merchie go back yep. to the bench. Um, Reese Walsh to fullback and RTS to the wing to replace the injured Ken Mamalo. And, and just on that, um, there were reports late last week mm. suggesting that Ken was suffering from some sort of mental health issues and a walkaway through his contract. Um, and I just want to clarify that uh, that those rumours are absolute bullshit. Um, mm. They're just fabricated stories people like to make up. I don't know why it happens and I don't know where it comes from. Um, but I personally spoke to the team uh, management. I spoke to the team welfare officers. Mm. Uh, and I actually spoke to Ken himself on um, on Friday night at the game. Uh, he, They're all baffled as to where these these uh, media reports were coming from, all these reports, sorry, on, on um, social media posts, Warriors crazy, and isn't it? forums and stuff, yeah. Um, it was actually a car strain that Ken's picked up. Uh, he picked it up in the Dragons game and he's been playing through that pain. Uh, he has looked a bit ginger, hasn't he? The, yeah, the yeah, last yeah, few weeks. Yeah, even in that Dragons game towards the end there, you could you could kind of pick up that he wasn't 100%. Yeah. So, it, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to, to clarify that and just put it all to... All to to bed mm. um so if you see any of these posts on these um uh, warriors fan forums on social media and that just let them know that you know uh we've spoken to the mm. club and the man himself 
and uh, from the horse's it, mouth yeah yep. from the horse's mouth none of it, none of it's true i mean if he was suffering any form of, of mental health uh stuff he wouldn't have been at the game uh nah. doing a, a fan signing session and sitting there supporting the boys on friday night so it's absolute garbage um so yeah it's uh he's he, uh we'll get to the game um yep this week's game a little bit later but again he's, he's still suffering from that injury so uh yeah um but yeah on to on to the friday night's game last week mate yes well there's a bit of rain around um during the day in gosford which made for slightly greasy conditions um the tigers tigers got off to a very good start in this game they got a set restart and they forced the dropout and we some scrambling defense which was a little bit of a hallmark of our performance and on this in this game um hold them out but they had they really had as i said started off well had the better of the early exchanges and um old bj leilua put a grubber into the in goal area and walsh looked to have it covered but just let it, you know, he just tempted fate, just yep. let that ball bounce a little bit too far and paid the price with Ghana rushing through and scoring. So they got out to a 4-0 lead. Dewey missing the kick. Yeah, it was one of those games that actually um, Juan and I spoke about it when we were up there and the drive up, we were both saying that it was going to be the team that made the least mistakes that would mm. come away with this this win. And yeah, um, and as you said, you know, we, we get that, that first mistake, that first error. Uh, for Garner to score and, and Dewey misses that kick. Um, the Tigers then continued to dominate field position mm. uh, and they're keeping us well within our half. Uh, but luckily for us, Tommy Patelau, uh makes a, an error and we get crucial field position. Mm. Uh, and then Reese Walsh throws a gem of a long ball out to uh, hectic Pablo Montoya. Hectic. <laughs> hectic Montoya to, uh, to score in the 11th minute. Cody misses that kick. Uh, and 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 it's a tied up ball game for for all. Um, Rue, where you get your cap from? Where'd you get your cap from, bro? Uh this one I got it from CapZ. CapZ.com.au. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Um, you can also get these from the Warriors store as well yeah. over at, uh, online. Yep. I would go there first, but yeah, CapZ.com.au. I think and Urban Wear uh, have these and Culture Kings. Yeah. Um, after that four-all uh, scoreline, we get a set restart and make good metres upfield. But unfortunately, uh, big Benny Murdoch Masilla makes an error and we fail yet again to complete a set after points. Well, Luke Brooks's kicking game was on in this yep. game and uh, he forced the dropout. And the Tigers did pretty a pretty simple shift to the left and Garner runs through a gaping hole to score a very easy try in the 17th minute, which was converted by Dewey. And it was look at, wasn't looking too good there. That was, um, I mean, Garner is a good hole runner yeah. and a good edge forward, but uh, he got through there pretty easily. 10-4 yep. lead. And Moses Mbai made but- a mistake <laughs> <laughs> from the ensuing set. And um, we get great field position, but it was probably our worst set of the night because we got to the last tackle. It just slowed right down. Yep. It almost went down to a standstill and we just failed to get a kick away. And yeah, it was looking very disorganized. And then the Tigers almost score through a last tackle kick that, that um, Dane Laurie bats back. And luckily Tohu is uh, Johnny on the spot to take the intercept there. Yeah. Uh, not long mm. after that, my boy Jazz put on a report for a high tackle in the 24th minute. Uh, not really much in it, uh, which was reflected by you know the match review committee yeah. uh, letting him off. Um, yeah, and then Leilua makes a mistake on attack. RTS streaks away, but he's roped in. Um, and then our attack goes through, uh, our, our attack 
comes to a bit of a standstill. Um, CHT puts a grubber into the goal, in, into the end goal, and it looks as though Cody is taken out by Mbai, chasing Mbai. through. Um, but it goes to the bunker, and of course it's ruled as a fair contest. Of course and, it is. What, yeah, what else would it be? Exactly. <laughs> and the uh, the Tigers get a 20-metre restart. Uh, Nick McCurchis just said, no jersey tonight, Hammer. What's going on, mate? Oh, they're in the wash, bro. Uh, yeah, just... <laughs> It's actually quite warm down in Sydney here tonight. Uh, so, yeah, just thought I'd wear a shirt tonight. Uh, so, yeah. oh, a bit warm for you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the 27th, about the 27th minute, we had some great hands. It was great movement, actually, this one. Went through Jazz, Cody, and then to RTS, put RTS into a hole. Streaked away again expertly positioned the merchandise on the outside, the big, the big, big, strong strapping merchandise running yep. away down the sideline there for a try. Yep. He had a very good first half, actually. The yeah, he did. Yeah, it was yeah, great to see him back. Um, and that was actually our first try from inside our half this season. Oh, um, it? yeah, it was. Yeah. Matty, Matty Russell was onto that one. He, kept, he mentioned it about three times, hmm. I guess, because it's quite unwarrior like for us not to have had, yeah, had a few more tries like that already, but it's could be a sign of things to come. The way our our attack was um, looking at, at this point in time in the yep. game, anyway. So we had that brought it back to ten all. Cody kicked that one. Didn't have a great night with the boot though. Must be said. Thirtieth minute and um, Dane Laurie makes an error and Walsh uh, tries a long ball out to RTS on the wing. Almost gets intercepted by by Tommy Talau. You're thinking, oh, here we go. But um, luckily, the young fellas that full of confidence that he goes there again, and um, yeah, another long looping peach of a ball out to RTS who dives over the line for a try to make it fourteen points to ten. Unfortunately, yeah, Cody uh, missed that kick as well. It's interesting, isn't it? Because um, it, that's very James Maloney esque that type of play yeah. where you know you make a play, it doesn't come off. Water off a right. duck, you don't worry about it, and you do it again. It's great to see, wasn't it? Oh, um, but, but having said that, if, if Talao takes it and runs 100 metres or whatever, <laughs> different story. But, um, yeah, great great to see the young fellow. They're not they're not holding him back a little bit. Maybe it's a bit like what um, Clinton Torpy was talking about last week where Daniel Anderson yep. didn't try to, like, quash their natural game. Yeah. He said, you guys go out and do what you do. Yep. And it uh, looks like Brownie is, has probably said something similar to the young fella. Well, it was similar to what um, Chanel said last night too, mm. when we asked him about that scorpion kick, and and yeah. it was something that he used to practice quite a bit. But and he tried it at training um, one time, and and uh, you know, side afterwards and said, "You ever do that in the game?" And you know, you know, you know, I'm going to rip you, you know, head off. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. so it's great to see coaches encouraging that kind of play in their in their players. That natural eyes up type of type of footy. Confident. Definitely is. Yeah. Very encouraging. Yeah. Um, we had some razzle dazzle in the next set, uh, which put us in a great position. Cody puts in a kick that hits the upright, which is touched by um, Chanel, the man we were mm. just talking about, uh, which prevented a try to young Eli Katoa. Uh, the Tigers get a set restart and go on the attack and almost score again through a great kick. Um, but Talawi's put over the sideline after fielding a kick with two minutes before, uh, yeah, two minutes before the break. Um, Walsh then puts on a special after a nice ball from Cody, a massive swan dive into the corner. Was massive, wasn't out. it? Yeah, mate. Uh, <laughs> he almost scorpioned himself. His legs yeah. almost came around and kicked the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
what's a guy from Ridiculousness? He who um, hosted the Ridiculous show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know the guy. Um, yeah, you've been proud of that, the Scorpion. Um, yeah, yeah, the human Scorpion. Rob, yeah. Rob, Rob Deerdeck. Rob Deerdeck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How good yeah. is that show? It's funny. Yeah. Funny as. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and Cody misses a game from the sideline, and and we go in 18 10 nil at half time. Yeah. Uh, it's great half of attacking footy, but you couldn't help but feel that some of those missed kicks might come back to haunt us. Um, the, the second half, uh, there's a poor kicking game. So there's no real contest with our kicks. That's one thing I noticed, is that it was almost back to that whole kicking for the sake of kicking. Yeah, Just straight down, taken on the full, no real contest on them. And then a terrible mistake from old hectic Montoya in the in-goal area. Uh, this was a bit of a throwback to Manu for me. I, I remember him making a few of these uh, clangers back in the day, but just he was all arms and legs trying to pick Looked up. Like a baby deer had just been born. <laughs> or or as, they, as they say, uh, as uh, Will and Brad say on oh, this Warrior's Life, a newborn giraffe or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was just absolutely all arms. Granted, it wasn't the, it was a bit of an odd, awkward bounce. Yeah, it was. But he should have at least cleaned it up. And um, yeah, it was a bit too hectic with that. And it was, yeah, probably the worst start to the second half because, you know, we went in with full of confidence after the, the Walsh heroics and then they're yeah. straight back into the game at 18-16, the 44th minute. And then the 49th minute, Walsh kick return and spreads to Montoya and he's got a two-on-one and he doesn't pass. And then there's a bad turnover later in that set. Yep. And Tigers, at that point in time, the momentum starts to switch, that dreaded momentum switch that we, 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 we seem to experience every week that we're really struggling to contain. And the Tigers regain a bomb and they almost score again. Like it was, they, they take, took the, like the offensive bomb and it was, yeah, again, just some scrambling defense that holds them out. Yeah. Uh, and then in the 50th minute, our man, Hectic Montoya, oh, uh, makes a break down the sideline uh, and ignores an unmarked uh, pressure on the inside um, to kick the which is recovered by the Tigers. Um, yeah, old hectic. Um, two ta- two tackles later, uh, Jazz is penalised and put on report for the second time. Um, and again, it's just crucial momentum yeah. swing uh, going against us. Both sides start looking fatigued um, after a fast start to that second half. But the Tigers were really looking the better of the two teams, despite being down at that point in time. Yeah, they were. They they definitely were. But we we weren't without our chances, and we had no. numbers on the last tackle. In the, the fifth, but 55th minute, and Katoa throws a long ball. So we're on the attack, and there's numbers. And instead of going through the hands, he throws, tries to throw the long ball right, yeah. out to Montoya, and it gets intercepted by uh, Nofaluma, yep. uh, the 150 game man, streaks downfield. And you, th- you thought that was good night. But then out of nowhere comes Wonder Kid, Wonder Boy. Uh, well, she and, and also BMM did a great job to be on the spot there. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, he did hold down a bit too long in the tackle, but it's one of those ones where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he doesn't slow the play down, they get a quick play and I reckon they score easy. Yeah. We're struggling big time there, but um, yeah, unfortunately he goes to Sinbin. Dewey takes the two points and we're locked at uh, 18 all. Well, I'll just go back to the Katoa like, Probably if he had his time over, he would have gone through the hands rather than trying to just throw, immediately throw the cutout ball. Yep. So it's just like a couple of little dotting the I's and crossing the T's, maybe a little bit of, of footy smarts there. 
Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll learn from that. I'm sure Brownie would have uh, pointed that out as well. Yeah. A mistake from the merchandise, unfortunately, in our own half, and the Tigers go on the attack. And then the, the man again, the merchandise, penalised yeah. for a high tackle. And on report, it wasn't, it was, wasn't as bad on the replay. No. Um, Dewey then takes another two points, and the Tigers go up 2018. And I, th- I was thinking at the time, it's probably just what we needed with with a man in the sin bin and soak up, you know, a couple of minutes with the kick. It's a funny one, I know. It is. Because, yeah. And I was the same because when when Katoa, was it Katoa? Yeah, Katoa got sent to the bin and yep. they took the first two points to get back to 18 all. I kind of thought they had us on the ropes then. Yes. And maybe keeping the ball in hand, but then I, I do understand you take the two, you get it it's, from a It's a guaranteed two points. Yeah. You're back then, on, yeah. When they got the second penalty, um, you know, I thought, Again, I thought they let us off the hook uh, because having, yeah. you know, a man in the bin, or it might have even been two men in the bin at that, at that point. Yeah, I think it was just before, yeah. But we were on the ropes. We were backpedaling yeah. massively, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, despite the fatigue, we still looked dangerous and, and only some de- desperate defence stopped Pompey from scoring. Mm. Uh, and then that 65th minute, um, Katoa lifts in a tackle and Katoa, that's it. He's put on report and sin bin there. That's right. Yes. Yeah, not, not a great look, that tackle, no. unfortunately. And then yeah. the Warriors are down to 11 for, for the 22 seconds. Mm. Uh, you know, BMM returns in that 66th minute. Um, the Tigers go on the attack, but a relieving forward pass from Mbite gives Mbite. us a, a bit of a break there. And to compound that, uh, we receive a crucial penalty. Uh, there's a bit of pressure on the neck of, of Tohu Harris there. Uh, geez, we needed that. <laughs> that is an absolute godsend of a penalty. Yeah. Um, so we got field position. I think we got a set restart as well after that. Um, and then uh, Cody sort of came into his own there, put on some great footwork, and then absolutely threaded the needle into the in goal area for Egan to race through and score his first try of the year. Yep. And we go up 24 24 uh, 20, sorry, with the kick, and there's 10 minutes to go. And that's that's kind of a bit of a turning point for us because we don't do things like scoring when we have a man in the sin bin. No, it's, it was, it was, it was really refreshing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so that was actually Cody's 10th try assist of the season. Yeah. He, he had quite a good game. Um, yeah. You know, a lot is said about his inconsistency, but when he's on, he, he can be a, a very creative half, very dangerous, great running game, good short kicking game there as well. The ensuing set after that, oh, that's when we got the set restart. We march upfield and we're hot on the attack again. An absolutely brilliant ball from Wonderboy. Yep. Walsh finds an unmarked hectic Montoya who hectically races closer <laughs> to the posts <laughs> to dot down. And we go up 30 to 20. That's unfathomable with, with a man in the sin bin. Yeah. And at that point in time, even though, even though we're Warriors fans, at that point in time, I was like, all we got to do is clear up, clean up this short kickoff and we'll be right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Amazingly, we'd, we'd scored two tries with two men in the bin. Uh, and then, again, um, we failed to clean up the short. There we go. <laughs> We're right back under pressure. Um, Pompey ruled to have knocked on from the high kick, which is successfully challenged by RTS. Wasn't that one for the books? It's a massive call uh, yep. that gives us the ball back and we regain our full complement of players when uh, Katoa's uh, back on the field. Uh, but later in that, in the next set, RTS uh, uncharacteristically mm. loses control. And then, um, yeah, yeah, he unsuccessfully challenges. Um, uh, yeah, that the was, call. 
probably more of a strategic challenge then, I think, just to oh, give them a so. bit, just to give them like a couple of minutes break. But they yeah. took about 30 seconds to look at that one, that one unfortunately. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then the final five minutes. Now, I think um, there's not a Warriors fan alive that wouldn't have been up on their feet, pacing around their lounge rooms. Well, you're probably on your feet at the game. <laughs> were, up and down. and Up and down. Oh, seriously. Some great scrambling defense, though, by Walsh and co. on Garner down the left side. So he made that big run down there. And Tigers yep. knock on on the next set with four minutes to go. And you're thinking, okay, surely this is this is all right now. Heart rate can you know, go back down to normal. No. Uh, no. Dane Laurie breaks through and is run down by Walsh. So a good covering tackle. Leilua, he was looking dangerous. That's Luciano Leilua yep. um, down the right-hand side. The ball was just going from side to side. We were scrambling brilliantly though at this point. And you're just thinking, how much longer can we can we hold on? And then Tamo with a pretty innocuous sort of hit up near the post, and he manages yeah. to get through. Yeah. It was it, it was some really tired, but still some really poor defense that should have stopped that try. Yep. And he scores with one minute, 18 seconds on the clock. And I've never seen a referee blow time off faster. Seriously. <laughs> that, that's got to be a world record. I think the ball that only just grazed the chalk. Yeah. Oh, here we go. So that one minute, 18, that's a full set of six. The absolute heart stopper that was the final set. So the Tigers surge upfield. They keep it alive on the last tackle. That ball going from side to side. and It looked like they had numbers on the right side, left side, back to the right side. It's, yeah, it was just like, seriously, this is torture to sit there and watch this. I think poor Alex Sleepath took the wrong option there. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that uh, Tommy Talao was unmarked out on that wing. He was, uh, yeah. And, and Sleepath, whether he didn't see him, Tommy didn't call for it, uh, but it looked like they had numbers and he, he kind of cut back on the inside. Um, if it went out to the winger, he scores in the corner easy. Yeah. And they're, they're, kicking, they're kicking for the win. And do we kick him? Uh, I, yeah. I, I'd you, probably you back say him. Yeah. 80, 90% of the time he gets those shots. So, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we escaped with that game. Most we we absolutely did. Um, it was just absolute relief. That's yeah. that's what it was after the game, and you could see the players just lying there with absolute, you know, fatigue, but yeah, relief because you know we should have had that one stitched up, and we did what we do and made hard that's work of mean. it. I mean, eighteen ten leaders at halftime. Mm. Uh, it takes us back to. Oh, which game was it? Um, where we were leading. I'm trying to think who was. You're talking about the Manly game when we Manly were eight at half time. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, where, yeah, the Manly game. Um, where we had a convincing lead, uh, a poor pass. Uh, was that the pass to um, Cozy that went to Cody? Yeah, so that was the Cody pass that yep. didn't find the man. Yep. And, um, and it's a similar thing again. You know, we, we come out in the second half, we. We, we have all the ascendancy. We make a few poor choices and all of a sudden the Tigers are not just back in the game, but they're, they're leading the game. You know, they, you know, we go from giving up that try, like absolutely not, not even making them work for that, those points, like yeah. giving up that try right after halftime was just crucial. And you just, it's like, here we go. Like, but this I, is going to change the momentum. Carl and I both spoke before the game and, you know, it was one of those things where we, you know, it's indicative of where both, the Tigers yeah. and the Warriors, and you could, you know, you can throw the Titans and the Dragons into that, and you know, into that mix as well. Where um, 
the there or thereabouts teams yeah. are competing for probably the last two spots in the eight. Yep, but yep. you know, silly mistakes or lapses in concentration, poor pass choices, mm. uh, or execution, and and the game goes against them. Um, mm. So, so yeah. costly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, congratulations to the Warriors. Um, we have one yep. hand on on the Mike Doreen Cup now. <laughs> Reese Walsh was easily the hardest working player on the field, and he, he wins the uh, the Mike Doreen Medal uh, for <laughs> field, which which we're told comes with a hundred dollar voucher for some uh, quality so some plastering plastering yeah. work done in your joint. Yeah, yep. a twenty liter tub of uh, some top coat. Uh, I think you get a, a tube of uh, no more gaps and a corking gun. So um, yep. <laughs> and a bit, and a bit of a mustache uh, product mustache as well. Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Reese can actually sh- he shaves yet. I, I, you know, he's he's got one of those baby face complexions. He, he does, eh? He's a real baby face. Yeah, he is. Okay. He is. Well, maybe um, when you're older, son. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was an interesting game. It was uh, at least our completion rate was back on track. You know, we mm. I think against Parramatta we only completed at sixty percent, but we're back up at eighty-one percent this time round. Mm. Um, we Much didn't better. have the, uh, or the Tigers had the, the win in the possession stakes, 53 to 47%. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it was all in all, it was a, a solid performance. Um, mm. RTS, even though he shifted to the wing, still managed to, to clock up most meters in the game, 241. Which is about um, par for him this year. Yeah. And, and, I, and I did notice that he doesn't stay on his wing a lot in att- like he defends on the wing and he's done that at the Roosters, um, you know, for many years, but in attack, he, he tends to have a bit of a More roving, center, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Roving responsibility. Uh, it was popping up both sides. Um, our man, hectic Montoya with 169 meters, uh, Tohu Harris. Very mixed quality, game. Yep. Yeah, absolute, um, you know, quality performance, 160 meters. Oh yeah. It was unreal. Meters. Um, all those people that keep calling for, uh, Wade Egan to be dropped 55 tackles with no misses. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, park. good game for Megan. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed. Yep, he's 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 coming good. Yeah, yeah. he is. He is indeed. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll go back to we'll look at some of the game. other games that yeah, mate. Yep. That, uh, were played over the weekend. So on the Thursday night, we're up at Townsville, where we'll be this Friday night. The Cowboys thirty-six over the Knights twenty. There were two debutants in this game. Simi so. Sagi, Sagi, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Sagi. Apologies yeah. for the pronunciation there. Yep. And Helium Loki. Yep. Loki for the Cowboys, eh? Lucky Thor wasn't on the other team. No, right? he wasn't. Yeah, no. Cowboys got into an early eight, uh, sixteen-point lead, I should say, which included a Murray to a Lungi double. The bloke I'm actually worried about for Friday night. Yeah, well, he scored a double against us a couple of weeks he ago. Did. Too. He did. Yeah. Uh, both Jason Taumalolo and our mate Lockie Burr first half send bins, which enabled the Knights to get back to 16 all. So it was a funny sort of a game. Yeah, it was. We got it 16 nil, 16 all. Again, it's probably indicative of those two teams that are just kind of hovering, not not really at the bottom, but sort of mid mid table. Yeah, mid table teams. Knights with an early try, they actually went up 20 points to 16. But uh, Murray Tuilagi with his third try got the Cowboys back in front. From there, it was all the Cowboys. Congrats to Toddy and his men. Yeah, congrats to Toddy, mate. They're, they're mm. working hard up there. Um, mm, hard working, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we wish Toddy nothing but success, uh, except for this Friday except, night. Except for this Friday. Sorry, Toddy. <laughs> um, well, our game the, was the, the 
six o'clock. Yeah, our game was the first of the Friday night games, and then the second Friday night game uh, was the Sharks, 13 versus Dragons, 12. Uh, uh, it was a painful game to watch. I had me wanting to stab my eyes out with forks. The game um, of the round. <laughs> oh, mate, the scoreline with only four tries in that game would indicate it was a defensive masterclass. Um, however, it was two teams who struggled to score points. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find something positive to say about this game. Uh, and all I can say is uh, the Dragons were obviously affected with their injuries and suspensions from Magic Round. Mm. Uh, and congratulations to Josh Hannay. Uh, it's his first win over a contracted first grade coach. Uh, his previous wins were against interim caretaker coaches. So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess yeah, that's a good thing for the, for the something Sharks. Something for Josh. Yeah, for the Sharks. Yeah. Okay. Is it oh. best we move on from that? Yeah. <laughs> Three o'clock game on, on Saturday. Just looking at the face value, thought it wouldn't be much of a game. This is actually this is actually a decent game. Titans thirty over the Bulldogs twenty. Bulldogs turned up for this one. Yep. Um, Titans got a dominant start with tries to Brimson and Big Tino crossing over for his first meaty in the at the Titans for an early twelve point lead. The Bulldogs fought back and they they were look they they try hard and they they're working hard, but you know they just lack that talent and polish. Yep. In their squad, unfortunately, and yep. um, they they fought back to. It was only eighteen ten at half time, so that that was that was a fairly good result for them. Napa got sent to the sin bin early in the second half. Um, Titans yeah. capitalised immediately, got out to a lead again, but then back to back tries got the Bulldogs back to twenty four twenty, and you thought, Dad, this could be this is could be game on here. Um, fortunately uh, for them, uh, AJ Brimson streaked away to secure the game for them, thirty points to twenty. Yep. Um, yeah, they're, they're thereabouts, aren't they, the Bulldogs? You, you kind of feel yeah. like they're, yeah, they're, they're like us a couple of seasons back, mm. but just don't have that polish. Just um, don't have it, yeah. But, you know, I mean, if if, if you could win games on heart alone, uh, they're, they're, try, they're, they're trying their hardest to stay in the contest. And, Always. that That's never in doubt. Yeah, you can yeah. see that. Yeah. Uh, the next game uh, was probably the upset, uh, if not the round, a def- well, if not the season, definitely the round. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 34 over the, uh, the Chooks 6. Um, all the pre-game hype was about young 17-year-old Joseph Suwali finally making his debut after <laughs> they've been teasing us with it. for the Have last you ever heard about this kid? I don't know. I've never heard about him. I know. Um, and then uh, the Roosters also honouring the retiring Jake Friend, mm. which was a nice touch. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, but... The Roosters obviously fell into the Tigers uh, <laughs> problem where a milestone game they just didn't turn up for. Um, the the Broncos old men of Copley and Mead uh, got the Broncos out to an early 10-0 lead. That's army. <laughs> the Roosters did hit back, running in three tries to lead 14-10 with goal kicking letting them down. Mm. Uh, Mead got himself a double for the Broncos uh, and they led 16-14 at half time. And then the Broncos just came out with back-to-back tries for a 28-14 second half lead. Uh, Mead with a hat-trick to win the game. Um, yeah, it was probably a performance from the Broncos that you weren't expecting. Um, no, absolutely not. Poor old Victor Radley took his angry pills before the game. He, he yeah. got sick in twice and he's on report four times. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he's spending some, <laughs> a couple of weeks on the sideline to reflect on his performance. <laughs> yes, I, I think that was crucial. That those those sin binnings were crucial in that game, though. The Broncos did score, um, I think, their, their second half points. Uh, for the Mendison bin, but but having said that, you know it was a much improved performance from the Broncos, and 
Um, Nick, Nick people... Perch has been asking, what are your thoughts? I mean, talking about all the, the head injuries and stuff, what mm. are your thoughts about players signing legal waivers and headgear being mandatory as a number of the pundits on Fox League and Channel 9 have suggested? Um, uh, I, I say no. Headgear um, being mandatory. Mate, it, it, uh, we'd end up looking like Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. Um, because the headgear really doesn't stop the head. No, nah, that's just what I'm thinking. Because when anyone. I was a when I was a youngster, I played in headgear and I still got belted. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you, you, see, you still see guys now wearing headgear and getting um, concussions. So I don't think yeah. it's going to take away. If anything, the poor old headgear manufacturers would be shaking in their boots that their their products not protecting the players and and they become the subject of. Um, of lawsuits and yeah, when when you start talking about like legal technicalities and everything like that and signing waivers, it gets into sort of I think there slightly murky waters there. The smart man of the broadcast has popped his head in, Mark Roberts. Headgear doesn't actually protect against concussion. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So yeah, yeah, okay. That's yeah. It's good that people are coming up with ideas and everything, and you know, ways to remedy it though. But Kirch also asked, um, Pangai Jr. had an excellent match. I wonder if he was trying to impress the head honchos of the West Tigers, who he's really uh, this season. Yeah. I would I say know. more like the New South Wales selectors. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah he's, he's been good the last couple of weeks, Pangai. He's, he's just such a loose unit, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The that Pangai I don't we've know. seen the last couple of weeks is the Pangai that's been promised to us for the last couple of seasons. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, 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 I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of his. Um, no. It just, he's like sort of the quintessential erratic, inconsistent forward for mine. But yeah, each to their own. Yeah. Yep. Uh, moving on to another good game on on Saturday night uh, it was the Storm 34 over the Raiders 10. This was a much, this was probably a, a closer game than the final score I indicated. Melbourne went into this. Is Millie here? M- Millie, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we do have to talk about it, Millie. <laughs> uh, Melbourne went into this game without without Pappenhausen, Munster, Grant, Hughes, and uh, Bromwich. K-Brom. K-Brom. Baby Bigfoot. Baby Bigfoot. I was just trying to think what we call it. <laughs> Baby Bigfoot. Baby There's Bigfoot. A, lot, a lot of outs there. And the Raiders, uh, they scored on the first set of, set of the game. They, they um, shot out to a 10-0 lead, and you're thinking maybe the Raiders have, have got their second win after the, the win in Magic Round. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne just kicked into gear and managed to starve the Raiders to possession, and they were actually unlikely leaders at halftime. They got to try right before the break to go up 12-10. I think that just broke the hearts of the, of the Raiders faithful there, just maybe broke their spirits a little bit, knowing that yeah. they had the ascendancy in the first half and then to go in behind and and then uh, after the break, it was a bit of a Melbourne uh, masterclass. Uh, Nico Hines had a superb game. And the biggest human I've ever seen on a football field, Nelson Asofa Solomona, went in for a double. He, he is a huge man. He is a uh, yeah. So, uh, again, the Raiders unable to score second half points, which will be yeah. a massive concern for them. Yeah. Uh, special mention to Aaron Booth from the Storm, who... <laughs> Who channeled Sean Michaels, the heartbreaking look? <laughs> Don't you reckon he did? He he looked like um, 
Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid from the WWE. Uh, classic. That's always a classic look, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Melbourne, eight straight weeks, winning by 13 plus. And despite all the outs, geez, they're looking strong. Yeah, they are, mate. They, they certainly are. Um, which leads us to the other uh, strong team in the competition. Uh, the first game on Sunday afternoon, like Sunday was a cracking oh. uh, day of footy. Uh, Penrith 56 uh, defeated South Sydney 12. Um, another great initiative by the Rabbitohs taking this game to Dubbo, mm. uh, which is great for country, uh, New South Wales, country rugby league and grassroots footy. Um, yeah, it definitely is. Awesome yeah, it's great thing. to yeah, see. We've seen a couple of games taken mm. to the country this year. Um, yeah, probably wishing that they hadn't of now as the hometown <laughs> hero, Matt Burton. Was yeah. Yeah. The He's like um, you, beauty. <laughs> scoring a hat trick. Uh, Penrith just that was his junior ground, wasn't it? That was the ground yeah, that he really like grew up playing footy on. Yeah, How awesome would that road. have been? Yeah, and I say, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. How and, great and would that have been for them? Forbes and, and had played quite a bit of, of mm. footy at that. That park as well. But yes, that was um, Apex uh, Field was uh, um, Burton's home ground. I mean, yes. up until I think 2018, he was playing there or something like Before that. So shifted out to Penrith. Yeah. yeah uh, Penrith just continue rolling through the competition, uh, the mm. scoring points of will, don't they? Um, oh, yeah. Cleary, Nathan Cleary with a double to continue his outstanding start to the season. Um, South conceding 50 points for the second time in three weeks now. Uh, against both the two competition heavyweights. Mm, Penrith now, yeah, Penrith now 11 in a row to start the season. Uh, and Nathan Cleary becomes the first player in NRL history to score 28 points in back-to-back weeks. So, um, <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're looking for a chink in their armour and, and probably the only chink I can find in the past two weeks is the fact that they've got out to massive leagues and probably got bored and allowed um, teams to score some late points against them. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know who's going to beat them. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate through the origin period. Mm. They, um, I mean, they'll, they'll definitely lose Cleary, but, I mean, they may not lose any other players. Maybe Isaiah Yo, maybe Luai. Um, but aside from that, yeah. like, you know, I mean, because a lot of their, their forwards are Kiwis. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of them are young and they may not be considered yet for representative no. teams. Yeah, um, um Momorowski won't get picked, you'd, you'd think no. Crichton won't get picked in the centers. Dylan Cape, Edward, Capewell will be in the Queensland team, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to lose as many players as you know some other clubs will. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, yeah, no, they, they probably won't. You're right, yeah. Yeah, rounding out the uh, the weekend of footy was a, a real emotional match at out there at Bankwest Stadium. So Manly 26, uh, 28, sorry, over Parramatta six. So as I said, full of emotion after learning of the of the passing of rugby league uh, legend, immortal Bob Fulton, prior to kickoff. Um, ex Warrior, a fan fan favorite favorite of ours, old Mad Dog Lawton. Name, name, name to come off the bench. It's great to see him back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> reminiscent of his Warriors debut, he scored a try with close to his first touch of the ball. I think it was uh, his he... first touch of the ball. Yeah, can I, yeah. Can I ask you a question, though? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Why did we let him go? I can't believe it. Hey, it's ridiculous. 
don't don't you think that's the biggest mistake the club's ever made? I mean, he scored a try for goodness sake. Why did we let him no. go? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but right on cue, he turned went from hero to villain and got sent to the sin bin right after the WDWLHG hashtags were going up across social media. Like, oh, hang on, he's just been sent to the sin bin. Absolutely. Okay, maybe that's why we let him go. Yep. <laughs> um, old Hank Scorpio with his flamethrower <laughs> with a first half double for the Sea Eagles. And Parramatta were just never really in the game. As much as they were talking it up, saying, oh, this is a close game and everything, like Manly just always had their measure. They just dominated the game on the back of a great defensive effort. Another five sin bins in this game, highlighting the inconsistency. And um, one player who's who's a star of the future, we mentioned a bit before, old Josh Josh Schuster. Yeah. Yeah, great game. Very good game. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Smokey for the Blues team, they reckon. Yeah, I I thought thought he was Kiwi. I thought he... Pledged his allegiance to the Kiwis. So, had he? G- yeah, very interesting. And and I will be uh, letting everyone know that uh, I'll be getting into Reese Walsh's ear next time I steam too and telling him to pledge <laughs> allegiance to the Kiwis. No, mate. Let him, let him play Origin. Uh, let him play Origin. Yeah, <laughs> that, that Parramatta side, that, that um, their right side defence, uh, Wonga Blake and mm. um, Ryan Madison just, just didn't look comfortable all, all after. No. And, and Blake Ferguson, they... They leaked some points down that side of the field. Uh, Billy is here. Um, just going back to the Canberra game, she said it was rumoured that it might snow during the match. And yeah, I heard that. Great, yeah. Canberra Raiders just, uh, supporters, she was counting on that happening to stop Melbourne in that. <laughs> that was their game plan. <laughs> it did look freezing out there. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. a nice, it was a nice night up here, but yeah, it looked it looked absolutely freezing down there. I well, remember that game. They should have stood closer to Matt Burton because he was on fire. Yeah, absolutely on fire. Remember that game was about twenty years ago where they where there was snow between the between Canberra the and the Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> ah, which brings time. us to set of six, mate. It is. It's time for a set of six. I'll get us. I'll get the ball rolling here with uh, tackle one, the sin bin dilemma. Let's yep. talk about it. Yeah. It's massive inconsistency with the penalties for the the high shots now. Like we we all know that depending on the referees in charge and the interpretations that they have, um, it can be a penalty sufficient, it can be on report, it can be a sin bin, it can sometimes even be a send-off. So we saw on the weekend 29 players put on report for high shots, 13 sin bins and numerous penalties. Um, so the sin bin is, is supposed to be used for high tackles, which are deemed forceful. Yes. So... And that's where the contention is, because mm. as you said, it all depends on what referee is refereeing what game. Now, I, I you look at our game on, on Friday night, uh, the two penalties mm. against Jazz Tavanga. Now, if that's Ashley Klein refereeing that game, Jazz Tavanga's in the bin twice during that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's someone who rubs him the wrong way, yeah. yeah. Or, or that uh, Grant Atkins or um, yeah. who, who's the clown? Uh, what's his name? Oh, who's the clown referee? <laughs> yeah, who's the the big dickhead? The oh. <laughs> yeah, who's that? Who's that referee? Who's that referee we don't like? Yeah. Him, him, yeah, that guy. Yeah, What's yeah. His name? yeah, I can't remember his name. The one with the weird yeah, um, if he's refereeing, it's you know they they get very uh, even Matt Checken, they get very sin yeah. happy. Um, you know, yet we saw in the I think it was the Penrith South game. It was just penalty sufficient all game. You mm. know, no one got sent to the bin in that game. 
Um, it was interesting that Victor Radley, who's now got five weeks suspension for his 700 indiscretions in last week's game, <laughs> came out and said that um, he's not going to change his tackling style or his tackle I technique. I did see that. Um, the, the guy then should just um, buy a membership and, and get a grandstand seat because he's, he's not going to be spending much time on the He field. ain't, ain't going to be playing much footy. I, no. I saw that and I was like, that's that's very um, cocky. <laughs> the thing is, though, the, 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 the tackle technique of these players has to change. It needs to be adjusted. But they've spent the whole of the off-season, you know, practising the, their tackle technique. And, yeah. you know, it's all about first man in high, co- uh, covers the ball, second man in, stops the movement forward, and third man in, you know, takes the legs and gets them to the ground. The the problem that they've got now is that they're changing the, the rule um, midway through the season and expecting guys to adjust very, very quickly. Uh, and it's not going to happen, uh, and it's, it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to be a teething period, but the onus is on him to adjust to the game, not yes. for the game to adjust him. That's what I'm saying. It's a bit arrogant, you know, to make that comment. Um, Clint, Ro- uh, Clint Robinson. Um, what's uh, Robbo's name? Coach of the Roosters? Uh, I was about to say Mark, Robert, Mark no. Robinson. <laughs> no, uh, that's... What's Robbo's name? Oh, what's his name? <laughs> anyway. Robbo. <laughs> Ro- 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having a shocker tonight. Oh. Robbo, the, co- the guy that coaches the Roosters. I can't even think of his name either. Trent, Trent Robinson. Trent Robinson. <laughs> he's, he's come out with his three-point plan. So grade one is penalty sufficient. Grade two is sin bin. Grade three is send off. And that's that's yeah. all well and good. Yeah, but again, it comes back to the interpretation of the referee in, in Interpretation. Charge. It does. 100% because you look at... Yeah. Uh, you go back to Magic Round when the Cowboys played the Roosters and Lachlan Burr hit James Tedesco high. Now, James yeah. Tedesco was on his knees pretty much falling down. Lockie Burr actually had bent his back and was, if, mm. if Tedesco's upright, he's hitting Tedesco around his midriff, cops Tedesco in the head and gets sent to the sin bin. Now under the rule, um, the sin bin is supposed to be for a high tackle, which is deemed forceful. And there's no way in the world that was deemed forceful. So it just shows. No, no, no. It, it, it highlights the inconsistencies that are going to happen from referee to referee, game to game. It is inevitable. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, Kiora J. Harris. How are you, brother? Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's an interesting one, and I think it's something that's going to be a problem uh, over the next couple of weeks as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be that teething period before, I guess, the penny kind of drops for everyone and it starts getting worked into the game plan and worked into the training systems and everything. Look, I'd, I'd hate to see an origin or a grand final yeah, got to um, worry decided origin on a referee's yeah. interpretation of a high yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll move on, mate. The, uh, the Melbourne storm system is something that I want to discuss. Um, it's just, Melbourne have continued their success once again this season. And it, it just seems every year, at the beginning of the year, because of players moving on, like it happened when um, Inglis moved on, and then it happened again mm. when Cooper Cronk moved on, and now Cameron Smith moving on. Um, later. Yeah. People just seem to write them off. Uh, yep. Oh, they won't be as dominant. And and every year, you know, we talk about them year after year. Uh, it, it just doesn't it doesn't matter who pulls on that purple jersey. Um, 
they seem to know their role and they do their job. Um, you know, you, we had Slater retire and uh, Drinkwater was going to be the, or Jerome yeah. Hughes was going to be his replacement. And then it was Drinkwater and all of a sudden Pappenhausen comes out of the woodwork, you know. Um, he gets injured and Nico Hines just slots straight in. Uh, yeah. Smith retires and they've got, you know, the hectic cheese and Harry Grant uh, waiting in the wings. Um, you know, Craig, Craig Bell, he's just a master of consistently bringing out the best in his players. Uh, you know, last week we saw Jerome Hughes and Munster both out of that game and they named Cooper Johns, who's played one first grade game and, and Chris Lewis, who uh, the last time I heard Chris Lewis's name, I think he was a New Zealand tennis player that... Um, I was going to say he was an England fast bowler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he was a, a New Zealand tennis player too. He was yeah. in the <laughs> final against Ivan Lendl back in the 80s. Um <laughs> playing in the halves and um, and they just didn't miss a beat. You know, they, they looked like it that was their jersey to wear and they were the number one choice in that, that um, team. And yeah, they how just... How many... Yeah, it's, it's, un, it's amazing. How many other teams in the NRL could you take out the first choice halves pairing on the same week and put a couple of other guys in there, very inexperienced, They took out the win? spine. The whole spine. spine. Okay, so the whole spine. How many teams in the NRL could adapt to that? None. And I, None, exactly. And I go back to what Bellamy was able to do with, with a young Cooper Cronk. So when Cooper Cronk came through the system, he, he, didn't, he didn't quite have a position. And Bellamy, Bellamy molded him into a half. Yeah. And he's done, he's done the same thing with Jerome Hughes. That's right. Jerome Hughes is not a natural half. He's no. a fullback. Yeah. And he's just been able to mold him to fit specifically into that system and to know his role. It's it's just crazy how successful it's been. I think um, I think Millie might be a cricket um, aficionado because she said got bowled by Wasn Macram in the nineteen ninety two World Cup. Final. He did, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he that, he he sure did. That was an unplayable delivery as well from old uh, Wasim. He could he could bowl that man, uh, Wasim Awaka Yunus. I'm not. I'm not a cricket fan, mate. I find it uh, one of the. I, love, I love my cricket. I'm, I'm a. I'm a student of cricket. Yeah, I, I do love it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Chris Lewis. He was a fairly handy uh, tail ender, but had no answer to was him that night. So yeah. Um, Mark Roberts has said Warriors are starting to get a bit of a production line this season, though. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. From really, really good uh, purchases of of players, which leads Rob right into his next topic. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm going to give you a bit, a bit of a rant warning here. Because I could I could go off on a bit of a tangent here, so you have been warned. I'm going to talk about strategic squad building. So building your squad is all about the bigger picture, and yep. you know planning for the future. So yep. the best clubs they they do it right, they get it right. We've just spoken about the Melbourne Storm. Wayne Bennett is famous for you know a couple of older guys in his squad saying you know I think it's time tapping them on the shoulder, moving them on, with the bigger picture in mind. Um, you know. It's we. How do I how do I start this? <laughs> it's it's something that we've struggled with, and some, sometimes the clubs that aren't at the top struggle with this as well. Like you sign a player that's on the market, someone comes up for purchase, and you're like, "I'll sign that guy." Yeah. He might not be the right fit for your club, though. He might not be the right uh, right position, the right age. I hate to say this, but I must sort of bring up the West Tigers here um, as a club that maybe hasn't done this as well with 
ending up with quite a few players that just end up being misfits, like your Josh Reynolds and your Mbais and guys like that. Yep. Um, it's it's a science that we struggle with. Is O'Sullivan? It's great to have someone the minds of like O'Sullivan and Gould at the club at the moment, and we know that our, our long term signings are strategic. Yep. And the release of players now is starting to make some sense. Yep. So signing um, young guys, young centres like Pompey and Berry to long-term contracts at the expense of Hiku, while it might not be so popular, because Hiku is, let's say, a popular player, a big yep. you know, a, a friend of the show and everything, but it makes sense to have these guys are the future of, of the club. Yeah. And they're going to build build around these guys. Um. Lock down two players that are, say, 19 and 22, as opposed to a player that's 29. I mean, it's smart business. Absolutely. And you got to say, on the other hand, some clubs miss the mark, such as the Broncos letting prodigious prodigies like Sam Walker and Reese Walsh walk away. Um, Whenever the, the topic of recruitment comes up at the Warriors, and I notice this particularly on fan forums and and on social media, it's like any player that pops up is like Warriors should sign him. Brandon Smith, do you reckon the Warriors should sign him? Oh, mate. Now, this week, have you ever heard Matt that Duff- one? Matt Dufty and Nico Hines. They're, Matt they're Dufty, ones- Nico Hines. We need to sign those guys. It's yep. like, let's look at the squad. Everyone blew up when we let go of Chance Nickel Clockstat. Yep. Mostly because he went on to play well for the Raiders. And yes. I mean, yes, what did we expect? We knew he was a good player but he's a fullback and he was stuck behind Roger. So, so rather than, you know, keep him out of first grade, because at the time we had really good wingers and centers as well, he wasn't going to get a look in. No. He stuck behind Roger to Avaza Sheck. I mean, there's no shame in that. He moved on to the Raiders and became a superstar in his own right. Yep. You know, um, you can't keep everyone. We don't have a 300 man squad. No constantly blowing up about oh we released this guy we released that guy it's going to be a, ter- it's a terrible mistake from the club and we should sign this guy we should sign that guy like signing Dufty like why we've just signed Reese Walsh to be a long-term fullback we have other guys at the club that can pay fullback as well why That's would right. we then go and sign another specialist fullback just because he's available yeah absolutely um <laughs> Carlos reckons we should sign BJ Leilua. <laughs> yeah, but I hate to say it, but but they the Tigers signed Josh Reynolds when they had two halves. Yeah, it, it, and that that's like and, and he just struggled to to get into that team. I mean, no, he had injuries. And not, not only did they, yeah, sorry to do this to you, mate, but not only not only did they sign him, but they signed him on ridiculous amounts of yeah. money as well. You know, like. They've got Mboy on eight hundred thousand and Russell Packer on eight hundred thousand still in their in their thing. And are they still are they still paying some of uh, Reynolds's contract now, or is that done? Madalino. I mean, they did it with Timmy Sheens. They let Tim Sheens go and we're still paying his contract money. And yeah, Mick Potter. Well, I think at one stage they were paying three coaches, weren't they? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's um. Anyone else want to see the booty? We're not tiger bashing. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. Definitely not tiger bashing. <laughs> because we've done it in the past as well. We've we've bought. We have yes. We've bought Kiwi players home to finish their career, um, thinking that it was the right thing to do, and we haven't got uh, the consistency out of them that we have liked. Um, Someone like Gerard Beale, I think, like he came in and we had an abundance of outside backs, and he was. 
he was only in the team every now and then because yep. our back line was on was on song that, that Absolutely. year. You know, uh, yeah. we signed Isaac Luke and we got one one good season out of him out of four. You yeah. know, it was, and it was coincidentally, it was the, the 2018 season where he was coming off contract uh, that he was his best season, um, you know, and they yeah. offered him a one year extension. So I, I, I totally understand, like, fan, I know, I totally understand that it's nice to be linked to all these players, but everyone also needs to understand there is an art and a science behind it, a strategy, and there's a method to O'Sullivan's madness. And yeah. I guess we just have to we have to trust him yeah, and not exactly get right. upset and annoyed when we don't sign Brandon Smith. Oh, but he's a Kiwi player, and you know we bring Kiwi but players you, home. Mark Roberts made a great point with um, how well uh, where our roster's shaping. So you mm. think about the the purchases we made in the off season, um, which and some of them I question. Um, so we bought you and Aiken. And then we we went out and we bought Hectic Montoya. And I thought, mm, yeah. I don't know why we're buying him. He's not going to get a start with Fuss and Ken. Yeah. Well, you know, we get injuries and all of a sudden, you know, we're we're up to number 28 in our 30-man roster now. And it's only round 11 coming into round 12. Turns out he was an astute purchase. He wouldn't have been expensive. He was. You, he, he didn't have a club. Absolutely. And we picked him up. And he's 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 done a job. He's, he's come and in and played wing and centre. You look at the depth that we've got in our in our forward stocks now. You know, we, we get AFB, we get BMM. Um, yep. You know, we pick up Bailey Sirenen, uh, Kane Evans. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, we're thinking, how are all these guys going to feature? Full, but, a full-strength team, a lot of good players miss out. Yeah, And that's the thing. And we've got great depth at the moment. Um, and because of that, it's enabled us to to stay in the competition and be thereabouts in the eight where we're, you know, struggling with some injuries and some some key positions. So that's uh, it. So don't get too upset guys when we don't sign everyone. Matt Dufty or we don't sign Nico Hines. Yeah. And, and, and then in, in relation to that too, you, you know, you get all these people whinging about, you know, the performance of Isaiah Papali'i this, this season at Parramatta. Um, you know, why did we let him go? Look how well he's playing. Well, at the Warriors, he was carrying 10 kilos more and playing in the middle. He's gone to Parramatta. He's had to work for a contract, basically. He's lost weight. He's playing on an edge. Um, and, you know, obviously he's reaped the w- rewards of of um, the change in scenery. But when they interview him, he still says he'd rather be playing in the middle. Uh, and, and let's face it, his form wasn't exactly up to scratch in the last few years. And he probably had a bit of disservice where he was... He was constantly picked in the team when he wasn't quite performing. So yeah, until last year when the, and then there's you know yeah. we we unearth a guy like um, Eli Katoa, mm. uh, you know Tohu Harris. We get Jack Murchie. and it's no longer a given that he's just going to get selected in the team. Yeah, Nick McKercher says, um, if you were the West Tigers, would you sign Jermaine Asako? No. Where are you no, going to? I, I don't think so. Where are you going to play him? Uh, they have Asako good wingers. Fullback. Uh, or a winger. They've got Noffer on one wing. Um, they've got Dane Laurie playing at fullback. Uh, they've got who's on their other? Oh, Tommy Talao at the moment. But they, they've got yeah, Jimmy the Jet. What's that? Is it Kapoa? I'll say Kapoa. Yeah, they've got Kapoa. Um, they got plenty of stocks. They don't need him. You, you look at the Tigers reserve grade side too. The Western Suburbs Magpies. They've got some great. Play. I know Zach Sini's come through. He's made his debut. There's another guy called Alan Fitzgibbon. Ty Cooper. Ty Cooper and then there's another Papua New Guinean built like Justin Olam called um, Eddie Gebony, who's uh, in their system, who's 
Uh, I tipped at the beginning of the year would eventually make his first grade debut at some point this year. Um, can't find him now. Yeah, we don't know where he is. He's not, <laughs> not right. in any of their teams. So he may be injured. Uh, yeah. Then again, I may be way off the mark. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of the Warriors uh, forwards, though, and, you know, there's been mm. some uh, people here saying Evans has stepped up. He's uh, playing well in the golf that um, AF, with AFB missing. Mm. <clears throat> One thing I noticed on last week's game is um, the big men missing out. Uh, now, I know with the changes to the game, and in, in particular the speed of the game um, and reduced stoppages, uh, it seems to me that Coach Brown um, has shown his hand over the past few weeks with his bench rotation. Mm. Now, those of you that know me know where I sit at the Warriors games. I'm always first or second row right behind the bench. So I, I take particular notice of who's on the bench, who's off, and when they're coming on and when they're coming off. And and last weekend, um, our big men, uh, Lisa Nalmao played 27 minutes. Jermaine Tanoa Brown played uh, 24 minutes and then went on for the last minute of the second half. Uh, mm. Bunty Afoa played 21 minutes. Ben murdoch Brasilla 21 minutes. And Kane Evans, only 18 minutes, where in comparison you had Harris played 80. Murchie was, I think, played 68. Um, Katoa played 70 because he spent 10 in the bin. Um, and Egan and Jazz both playing long minutes. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just interesting to see um, how Nathan Brown's using his bench. Now, this week, there were stories in the media that both Kane Evans and Bunty Afar had come out saying that they were frustrated with their, their lack of minutes. Um, I've seen Bunty's actual frustration yeah. over the past, you know, uh, past mm. couple of weeks where, <coughs> he, he, yeah, they just get frustrated sitting there on the bench waiting for their time to mm. come on. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how it, it pans out over the, over the coming weeks, especially when um, Fenua Blake comes back uh, after yes. the bye. Uh, what happens with our, our forward rotations? Uh, Mark Roberts says, we buy big boys, but we don't play them enough. If we were going to continue to do that, we shouldn't have bought them to the club in the first place. Yeah, and that's a fair call. Um, mm. But maybe um, in, in buying these guys and bringing them to the club, we, we, weren't, um, we weren't real sure on how this six again rule was going to play out. We did, we, you know, I think it's caught everyone by surprise the, how fast the game has got um, and how... Uh, the, the, the reduced stoppages um, have, have made the big men uh, a lot tighter, a lot quicker. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, just an interesting one uh, that I've kept my eye on uh, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, right. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. We'll see how that pans out this weekend. Yeah, mate, we will. Yeah. Um, moving on to another topic that's somewhat similar to what I was talking about before, but let's talk about this, this five-year plan. Gus Gould and his five-year plan. So a few years seasons back, he spoke about his pathways plan at the Panthers. He, talk, he kept talking about this five-year plan. Five years went by and there wasn't any real success and people kind of mocked it and laughed at it and dispelled it as a bit of a, a, bit of a myth. It was a bit of a misfire. It turned out that his five-year plan was probably more like a seven-year plan and yep. it took the success. I mean, look at the success that they're having now. Yeah. Um, 25 wins from their last 25 games, a backline with an average age of about 23 and on long-term contracts, all except for Matt Burton, who's obviously going to the Bulldogs next year. 
Very interesting to note that Gus was over in NZ recently and he's looking over the facilities and starting his plans for our pathways program, which is the reason that we brought him to the club. So if he's given the time to get the systems in place, our long-term future, I think, look, it's exciting. It looks yeah. very bright. Yeah. And if he can do something similar with the young nursery over there in New Zealand, he can cultivate and bring that talent through, you know, in five, 10 years time, you know, the sky, the sky could be the limit. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and as a club, as, as fans of our club, we have to have patience. Mm. This isn't going to be, these pathway programs are not going to produce results straight away with the young kids coming through. Um, but it, it excites me with what Penrith are going through now. Um, yeah. On you know, and I mean, let's let's face it the the Penrith nurse, nursery is a big nursery of, of junior rugby league players, oh, but New Zealand has a massive nursery of of rugby league players as well. It does, um, and there's a lot of players that have slipped through the Warriors net that have come through and been successful in first grade because those pathways haven't yeah, been there for them. That's that right. Time, you know, so. Um, Every now and then we're lucky we get one back, like Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Yes. Um, but we do lose a lot of them uh, to rival clubs, uh, you know, never to return. Um, mm. so, you know, case in point, Benji Marshall. You know, there was no pathway yeah, program right. for him <coughs> in the early 2000s. He, he ended over at, up over at Keeper Park. Keeper and, Park, um, yeah, a lot of those guys did, didn't they? Yeah. BMM and Isaac Liu and guys like yep. that, yeah. Yep. Um, Bodine Thompson, Jordan mm. Rapiner. Uh, was up there yeah, well. a lot of young Kiwi talent ended up over yep. there, yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings me to the last topic to discuss, uh, which is the two-horse race. Mm. Uh, at the beginning of the season, all the talk was about the big six. Penrith, Melbourne, Roosters, Eels, Rabbits and Raiders. They, they were the big six. They, the comp was out of those six teams. Oh, it was, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, Millie, but the, the Raiders have capitulated this season uh, and... As far as I'm concerned, they're well and truly out of the, the mm. premiership race. Um, the, the stuff that's happened with George Williams in the past, you know, 48 hours. Saga. Yeah. yeah it, it's just a saga. It's um, yeah, just an, another one of those. You can see it unraveling fairly quickly Absolutely. there, unfortunately. Feel, um, feel something like that. Sticky. Yeah. You know, they're sitting now in 11th spot. Um, the Rabbits have had those two 50 point losses in three weeks mm. against the two big sides of the competition. Um, you know, it's not a it's good common. look for them. Yeah. No. And it's common knowledge, you know, uh, that in the history of our game, no side has been beaten by 50 points in a season and gone on to win the comp. I mean, eventually it's going to happen. One team yeah. will do it. Yeah, uh, it will. It'll happen one day. It yeah. won't be the rabbits this season. I don't think it's going to happen this year. No, it won't be. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, the roosters with such a heavy injury toll are still performing well, but they're definitely not up in that class of Melbourne and Penrith. Um, you know, maybe perhaps once they get their cattle back on, on track. Uh, and the Eels up until last weekend looked a chance, but uh, Manly just put them to the sword. Um, mm. uh, and, and it's got quest people questioning their pedigree now too. So it seems as though um, Melbourne and Penrith are the, the cream of the right that's rising to the top of our competition. Um, how they are, navigate the origin period, again, is going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah. one team that has really surprised me and impressed me in the past six weeks has been Manly. Um, they're coming yes. through. They're, they've won uh, we since round played five. Them back they, in the form. Yeah, they we played them back in the form since that round five win over us. They they've gone on a six game winning streak um, <clears throat> to put themselves right back into the conversation. And of course, you know everyone's talking about uh, Tommy Turbo and and his dominance. But in the game on 
uh, last weekend, he wasn't such a dominant factor. It was uh, a lot of their play was uh, Josh Schuster yeah. at five eight, that's right, um, and Daly Cherry Evans. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think we all have to prepare They're up there. Yeah, but I, I think we all have to prepare ourselves for a fa- that it's probably going to be a, a replay of last oh. year's grand final. And anything other Imagine than that if, would be surprising. Uh, mm-hmm. Imagine if uh, Penrith go in there undefeated again. <laughs> uh, Mark Roberts said another Canterbury junior just been picked up by the Bunnies uh, just the other day from the under-18 tournament that's just been on. I'm assuming when you're saying Canterbury junior, you're talking about Canterbury in New Zealand and not the Canterbury Hapless Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this okay. week... Uh, well, we'll move on. We'll go through the team list. Uh, that's been named for this week. So very exciting. The very first time that Reese Walsh has been named in the number one jersey. Yep. Fullback. On the wings, we got Hectic Montoya and uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek named on the other wing. Yep. Probably the first time he's been actually named in the number five jersey for a long time since his Roosters days. His Roosters days. Pompey and Aitken in the centres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nikarima and CHT in the halves. Front row of JTB, Young Maney. Uh, Wade Egan, Kane Evans, name to start. The Merchandise and Eli Katoa in the second half. Tohu Lock. Interchange, Jazz, Bunty, Leeson, Armau, BMM. And then on the extended bench, we got Taniela Otokolo, who's been there or thereabouts for a while. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a game at some point. Uh, mm. Big raps on him, just recently been resigned. Also, Rocco Berry, Sean O'Sullivan and Jackson Frey. And I just wonder whether Rocco Berry may come in consideration for a late start. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same. He could come in for Montoya um, mm. into the wing or even pushing Pompey to the wing and, and Berry into the centres. But, um, yeah, either way, he's a big kid. Um, big body. Mm. He's got a lot of speed. Uh, Otacolo. Taniela Otacolo. I got my first look at him uh, last Friday night. He was, um, like, 19th man, I guess you mm. Say, warming up with a first grade squad. <laughs> um, Jackson Frey, that's an interesting one on that uh, in a extended bench. I, I noticed he's been named to play for the Redcliffe Dolphins this week. Um, you would assume, yeah, that he would he would do yeah. one to miss out. Yeah, uh, and yeah, Edward Cozy, I think is the player. He was 18th man last week, missing out um, mm. this week. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. It's Indigenous round this week, but you were saying. Uh, that Indigenous jersey that you're wearing tonight is not going yeah. this round by the Warriors? Unfortunately not, no. Uh, due to a jersey clash with the Cowboys, I'm, I think their their jersey is also dark colour as well. So we're actually going to save the, uh, the Indigenous jersey here for the Melbourne Storm game to be played after the bye during the cultural festival that will go on that day. Yep. Yeah. Which we will so, discuss. So, yeah, unfortunately... Yes. So, yeah. So, no, unfortunately, no Indigenous jersey. But, yeah, as you said, it is Indigenous round. Yep. Um, yeah, it's interesting that uh, pretty much an un- unchanged, even though there is changes in that lineup that was named last week, it is actually an unchanged lineup to the team that ran out onto Central Coast Stadium yes. for kickoff yep. last week, uh, which is great for. Um, for us, I think it's the first week that we've been able yes. to name an unnamed side, have no new stability, injuries. Bit of stability there. Yeah, yeah starting to get a couple mm. of players back now. Um, Walsh named at fullback with RTA shifting to the wing. It really didn't seem to affect Rogers' meters last week, <coughs> which mm. 
Uh, we all thought it would. Uh, if anything, it was like having that two-pronged attack on each side of the field um, with both Walsh and RTS chiming in at will. And they combined really, really well too. So, um, again, though, Cowboys without Taumalolo and Lachlan Burr. Uh, Taumalolo's a big out for them this Massive round. Massive out for them, yeah. But they are starting to warm to the task this year. Valentine Holmes is, is starting to play some good footy. Um, and we discussed Murray Tuolungi. Yeah, yeah, Murray Tuolungi before. He's, he's very good water. out on the edge. Um, Kyle Felt loves um, scoring tries. Dines out against us, yeah. Yep. And Drinkwater's been playing some good footy in the halves for them. Mm. So um, those are the yeah. those are the key men, the ones that you've just mentioned. If we can keep yep. them quiet and we can get a good roll on in the forwards in the absence of Tal Malolo, yeah, um, yeah, then we can lay a good foundation and let uh, Wonder Boy weave his magic again. Hopefully, absolutely. Joseph Yuatai uh, says, "Cher brothers, uh, I met Joseph at the game last week. Um, massive Warriors fan." So, ah, yeah, welcome. Uh, yeah, took him under my wing, took him downstairs, and and uh, showed him the perfect place to to hang with uh, Hammer to get some uh, after game photos. So um, yeah. yeah, he he was pretty happy about that. Dave Towers awesome. is on there. Doggy's up for a win this week, boys. Um, take your medication, Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I reckon I, I reckon so. they'll win. I reckon they'll 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 can't they'll get home in a canter. Yeah. Well, speaking of, even, speaking of the. Yeah. yeah, speaking of the round preview, oh. yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. Um, Thursday night, uh, tomorrow night, we got the Broncos versus Storm. Uh, Broncos, um, Anthony Milford, the yo yo, uh, named to return in the halves. He's he's in and out he's third more stint. than, yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reese Kennedy, named yep. to replace Matt Lodge in the front row. Reese Kennedy, uh, the brother of a good mate of mine, Mitch Kennedy. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, the youngest brother of the, the Kennedy family that came through the Canberra Raiders uh, uh, back in the okay. mid-2000. Yeah, uh, Jared played, uh, yep. I think it was 100 120-odd games for the Raiders. Um, Mitch, my mate, played one game for the Raiders, one game for the Knights. And uh, Reese himself, a couple of games at South, and yeah, he's in that uh, run on side for the Broncos this week, so that's good news for him. Oh, great. Um, yeah, the storm welcome back Jerome Hughes into the halves. Uh, still no uh, Ryan Pappenhausen and Cameron Munster, and the word today is that they both won't be back for Origin either. Um, mm, and Chris Lewis, yeah. the cricketer who was bowled by was a Macram, <laughs> was uh, a back Macram. in 1992, <laughs> uh, is back at 5'8. <laughs> the MCG. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I can't see like the storm have won their last um, eight games by thirteen plus. I think it's going to be the same result again. I'm I'm picking the storm at uh, thirteen plus in this one. I he- I heard a stat during the week. Jesse Bromwich has never lost at Suncorp Stadium. Wow, never lost any game. So he must have even won there when he's playing for the Kiwis and everything as well. So I think we've played um, we test matches up there, have we? Uh, a couple. You know um, what? You know what? He might have been out with that. Uh, him and Kevin Proctor with their nose beers. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I think he was. But but geez, the Storm have the Broncos number. Oh. They have. They just have the absolute wood over them, and I will agree with you. And it's Storm in a canter, thirteen yep. plus. Yep. Brings us to our game, six o'clock, our favourite time slot, six p.m. Friday. 
up there at the uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. So the Cowboys, as we said, without Talmalolo and old boy Lockie Burr to suspension. Yep. Cohen Hess comes back into the team. Uh, as we said, an unchanged lineup. Reese Lightning at fullback. RTS to the wing. I, I get the very strong feeling that this is going to be an absolute heart stopper once again. Sorry, TK. I know I said that last week and it <laughs> turned out to be true, but I just have the feeling that oh, it's going to be one of those games where it's going to go down, down to the wire. I think, I think we're going to get away with this one by four. Yeah, I, I have to disagree with you, mate. I, um, I, okay. I really think that the, the Warriors are up for this. They realise the importance of this game going into the bye next week. Um, important two two points. I think, I really think we're going to get up by thirteen plus. Um, yeah, jeez, oh, I hope you're right. So do I, mate. So do I. <laughs> I don't need any more of these. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, which brings us to the uh, Friday night uh, eight o'clock game: uh, the West Tigers versus the Dragons at Bankwest Stadium. Uh, the Tigers welcome back Jimmy the Jet to replace. Um, BJ Leilua, the what would you call him in relation to a jet? He's probably a slug. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I do think Jimmy's been named on the wing. I do think that they'll just bring Jimmy into the centres and push Tommy Talao mm. out to the wing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The Dragons have named uh, the geriatric Jared Beal in the centres. Um, they also welcome back Tariq, <laughs> Tariq Sims from suspension. What, they're saying it's something like seven years since Jared Beal pulled on a Dragons jersey. So um, the Dragons have lost Josh Kerr to suspension. Uh, I I personally think that the the Tigers will be too strong for the Dragons, and I'm going to pick the Tigers uh, in a close one, one to twelve. Yeah, I think the Tigers. I think the Tigers will get it by eight. I think they'll have just too much for the Dragons, the depleted Dragons here. Um, Saturday, who who was who was talking about the Bulldogs getting up? Dave Towers, well, the local, the well, Dave Towers is the uh, local can the local, sorry, the popular Canterbury Rugby League identity that I ran into at the uh, grassroots footy last week. Dave, from okay, the, yep, Col- colourful Canterbury identity. We got Mo- we got the Panthers versus the Bulldogs three o'clock game on Saturday. Moses Leota is named in the front row. No other changes from the side this week. Crichton at fullback for uh, Edwards again. Momorowski into the centres. Mad Jack Hetherington, Jack the Ripper, uh, Warrior number two four two four something. six two four six. Uh, right yeah, two four six. Two Warrior number two four six. Uh, returns for the Bulldogs after his five-week suspension. Yep. He should Jackson. last all of uh, five minutes before he gets into the pit. This, this game is not for someone like him. This this yeah. game is not made for, for, for Jack the Ripper, is it? Nah. This These new rules. Um, Jackson Topine? Yep. Top, I think it's pronounced Topine. Topine. Okay. Yep. He's named to start at Hooker. And yep. Josh Jackson returns from injury. So a bit of experience there coming back into the Bulldogs team. And for that very reason, I'm going to pick Penrith by 13. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Spencer Linneau. <laughs> Spencer Linneau is named on the bench for the Panthers. And uh, coincidentally, this guy has never lost a game of footy. Um, he, he, he didn't play in their... their... Never. 
No, he didn't play in their two losses last season before they went on their their uh, streak. He didn't play the grand final. Um, yeah, he's never lost a game of footy. Um, and yeah, I, I'm with you, mate. Um, I, Until I, this weekend. <laughs> I will say uh, Penrith. Yeah. <laughs> shitload. <laughs> um, I'd say Penrith by 23 plus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. I think it, depending on what period of the game they get bored and allow the Bulldogs to score a point or two, uh, I think Penrith are on track for another 50 points. Um Racking up another 50 points in this this game. Uh, the game after that is the Rabbits versus the Eels. Uh, two sides coming off disappointing losses last week. Rabbits have made a number of changes. Uh, Josh Mansour's been dropped. And uh, one game warrior, Tane Milne, named on the bench to replace him. Uh, named on the wing to replace him, sorry. Joy Arrow named in the starting pack. Thomas Burgess pushed back to the bench. Jacob hosts back from suspension and Cam Murray uh, returns from injury uh, in a push mm. for his origin claims. Uh, Parramatta have named Oregon Kafusi. Yeah. yeah. Um, of named Oregon Kafusi to replace the suspended Regan Campbell Gillard in the front row. Murata Nakore named on the bench returning from suspension. Uh, both teams coming off convincing losses and I will pick the Eels uh, 1 to 12. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, Rabideau's obviously down on confidence Eels coming off a fairly ordinary performance I'm, gonna, I'm also going to go to Eels 1-12 to 12 there yep. um, So the last game on Saturday We've got the Roosters up against the Raiders Josh Morris is back from injury And moves into the centres Pushing Joseph Suwali Have you heard of him? Um, yeah, yeah, back to the extended bench Yeah, I've heard Wolf of him City Yeah, okay days. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Angus Crichton and Victor Radley have both been officially suspended. Yep. And so they are out. Victor Radley out for five weeks. Yep. Crichton out for two. three, two. Two. Yeah, okay. Raiders will be without George Williams, who has been granted an immediate release to return to the UK. Uh, depending on whose version of events you want to believe, from James Super to George Williams to whoever. It's yep. a bit of a, a Women's Day saga sort of coming out there. Yep. Uh, Sam Williams is a bit of a forgotten man um, named at half. I know he played last week. And Jack Whiten back from suspension. Jordan Rappana and Josh Hudson back from injury. Hudson Young dropped to the extended bench. Um, you know what? I think the Raiders will put in an improved performance here. I don't think it'll be enough to get over the Roosters, but I like some of these ins for the Raiders. Um, yeah. And if some of these guys, if, if Josh Hodson ends up playing, he's due for a big game. Although, I'm saying that, I think I, th- I feel the Roosters will just have a little bit too much for them. It'll be a close one. Yeah, I, I... Roosters by six. <sighs> I, I, they do have some good ins. Uh, the Roosters have some massive outs. Um mm. Jordan Rappin is a, a massive in. He's he's a very Mike Doreenish type of hardworking uh, winger. Um, he can play he does. He, I mean, in, in all seriousness, he's. Uh, yeah. I, I can even remember when I was watching our game against the Raiders. He was probably the one guy that uh, you know was looked the most dangerous. He always looks dangerous Constant when he's on the threat. field. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still think the Roosters will be too strong, and I. I originally picked them at 13 plus with Crichton and Radley in the team. I mm. I think it'll be uh, one to 12, 
Um, the Raiders just need to really find a way to score some second half points. Um, they have to. They can't go on like this. Mate, They're not going to win. There's only been eight games, games this whole season where a team has given up a double point lead. Um, and the Raiders have done it four times of the eight. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, they've, they've really got to find um, some cohesion on, their, on in the team. Uh, work out what For the once, it's not us most of the time. <laughs> Billy says, wrong. The Roosters are shot after Brisbane softened them up for us last week. Canberra all day long. I love your um, commitment to your team, Millie. Uh, um, uh, bless, but, bless you, Cottons. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you now, uh, it's going to be a long season for you Raiders fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you wonder what's going to be next there. There's rumours about, there's whispers about Josh Hodgson. And you wonder how, I mean, I know Sticky draws a lot of water down there in Canberra, but the way that it's sort of unravelling and fast, who knows yeah. what's going to happen next? Absolutely. Um, which brings us to Sunday, the first game on Sunday, the Sharks versus mm. the Titans. Um, the Sharks welcome back Jesse Ramian from an eye injury, Ronaldo Molitano from a knee injury, and CSC Fatalikai from his five-game suspension. Uh, they're replacing Josh Dugan, Marwin Harodi, and Teague Whiten, who have all been suspended. Uh, so just straight ins and outs. Um, our mate Sean Johnson has been named to return from injury for his 200th game. Uh, and Chad Townsend, mm. uh, not just dropping to the bench, he's been dropped to the extended bench. So, um, right. I mean, he has signed with the Cowboys. So, you know, if, if, if Sean Johnson's fit and Matt Moylan's fit, obviously Josh Hannay is going to, um, you know, be playing those two guys and Chad Townsend looks like he's going to be the odd man out now. Mm. <laughs> the Titans welcome back uh, our mate Paddy Herbert from an ankle injury. Uh, oh, I love you, Paddy. Yeah, push back to the extended yeah. bench. Um, their big off-season signing, David Fafita, returns from his two-game suspension. And I just think Fafita back in that side, um, I, I just think the Titans will be way too strong for the hapless Sharks and um, they'll, they'll get up by 13-plus. Uh, you know what? Well, don't I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do something crazy here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Sharks. I'd like to look at some of those ins, like Jesse Ramian back, Talakai has big impact there in the centres or the back row. Mulatalo is... Yeah, okay. Mulatalo, as much as he carries on like a twat when he scores tries, he can he can find the line. Sean Johnson would be uh, back and looking to have a big game, being that he's off contract and everything. I'm. Yeah, that's my only concern with Sean, is that Maybe he's pushing his body mm. too much too quickly to get back. Is, on. is it too soon? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get you. Um, look, I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go Sharks in, in the upset of the round. Sharks by two. Well, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Rob is officially on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just high on life. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's the last game, mate, in this... Uh, mate, Knights, Knights and Sea Eagles to round out the weekend. Knights welcome back Caelan Ponga and Bradman Best from injury and the only changes to the Knights, but those are two massive ins yeah. for them. Uh, Manly named Josh Schuster at, at six and Mad Dog Lawton to start on the back row. Do you reckon we shouldn't have let him go? <laughs> he scored a try, for goodness sake. Right. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Curtis Sirenen also named to start... Uh, and no, sorry, he's able on the bench. Yep. And big 
Otakuatu, the man omitted from the flying sea eagles. It's an interesting one. Like, uh, again, the Knights are one of those teams where you, you look at their lineup and they should be doing a lot better than what they are. Yeah. But they've got a couple of guys firmly and heavily entrenched up there in that, uh, in that coach's box. Probably they at do. least one guy that they would like to have maybe a little, a little bit less heavily yes. entrenched. Yes. <laughs> Um, they're playing with no confidence at the moment and it's hard to ignore the sea eagles form and yeah you got to say that eagles are by 13 plus quite yeah I, I i agree mate i just think yeah the, the sea eagles are just playing with so much confidence at the moment mm. um you know morgan harper in the centers and brad parker they're not big name centers but they're doing a, a good job from there jason yeah. Sarps finding his his, fo- his footing he's, out on that he's wing. become a real weapon hasn't he yet on that, yeah that um ruben yeah. garrick's goal kicking's on point yes uh, great Kirk. player as well ruben garrick ruben garrick yeah. he's a lot faster than, than what i think a lot of people give him credit for yeah and then yeah. um you know they got that big pat with sean kepi and uh paseca taniela paseca. paseca yeah <laughs> big big yeah. pack yeah, there's lots think... of like about Manly. Uh, yeah. Not nearly as hateable as they were back in the oh, day. No, 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 no. They're still hateable. Um, still hateable. <laughs> they're just playing good footy. Uh, and I I will pick with brains and, and not heart, and I will say Manly 13 plus. And just while we're talking about the, the Knights um, Seagulls game, a special mention to Warrior uh, number 223, uh, Blake uh, Green, who yes. announced his immediate retirement from the game yesterday. Um, you know, played 50 played odd games for the Warriors. Um, 55 games, Warriors, the most he played for any club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, did a job for us. Uh, and you and I always say, you know, it doesn't matter who these guys play with before they come to the club or after they come to the club. Once they get that number, uh, Blake Green for us will forever and always be uh, Warrior 223. So, you know, we, we thank Certainly him. Certainly will. Yep, thank yep. him very much. Thanks for his service. Um, yep. He's one of those guys that uh, does chat to us through social media uh, at various times throughout the season. Um, I sent him a message this morning and he, he responded mm. thanking me. Uh, yeah, great fellow. One yeah, of the real nice guys of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. A real gentleman of the game. Yep. Uh, and I think his best is still yet to come. Uh, he's got such a great footy brain that he's going to be, uh, you know, if, if, if a club can move him into a, a coaching mentoring type role. Yeah, that, that would be great for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's just got a wealth of knowledge. He's very experienced, played played a lot of successful years in the Super League as well. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. we um we wish you luck, Blake. Uh, and we thank you and and we wish you and we you, Kakariki. Yeah, all the best in, in your mm. retirement, bro, and whatever comes next for you. Um yeah, through rugby league. Um, also, too, I uh, probably have to mention, uh, we, uh, we touched on it earlier, but um, a good mm. friend of the show, uh, Peter Hiku, has uh, signed a two-year deal with the North Queensland mm. Cowboys. Um, I actually spoke to Pet on, uh, with Jay Harris. We had a bit of a chat to, to Pet on Friday night at the game, and <coughs> I, I actually asked him then and there uh, how the contract talks were going. Uh, knowing that he was coming off contract and we just signed Rocco and um, mm, Adam. And he said, mm. look, you know, things aren't progressing as much as they have been. And um, he's had discussions with Toddy and it looks like he's going to be going to the Cowboys. And that was confirmed over the weekend. So, um, yeah, we we thank Pet because he won't, he won't yeah, get back he, on the field this year did. for the Warriors with that yeah. injury. Um, so he's officially played his last game for the Warriors. We we thank him for his, his time at the Warriors. Uh, and like Blake... Um, forever and always um, a warrior. 
in our eyes. So yeah, yeah. And Toddy, Toddy knows what he's getting there with um, Petahiku as well. Mate, he'll be a great pickup for them. Versatile player as well. Yeah, filling anywhere in the back lines. Played a bit halves as well. Well, mate, the thing with Pet is he goes to the Cowboys, and you can probably pretty much say that Murray Tuolangi will go close to being the um, highest try scorer next year at the Cowboys. Mm. Such is such is Pet's game that he always being on the outside of Pet. Yeah, (coughs) yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, as we were saying before, round twelve this weekend. Us versus the Cowboys at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Uh, just uh, if you've been on our socials, you'll know that um, Stu Finn, uh, one of the uh, Warrior Nation uh, members and you know uh, diehard supporter of the club, has organised. He's going up for the game. Uh, Central Coast boy heading up to the North Queensland. He's organised a meet and greet at the Australian Hotel, uh, which is mm. located on 11 Palmer Street. Uh, it starts at 3 p.m. Uh, he did post today saying that uh, last time there was a Friday night game up there, they they were pretty much at capacity by 4.30. Um, so he's saying, mm. <clears throat> uh, yeah, if you can get up there, uh, meet and greet starts at 3, get there as early as you can. Um, yeah, for a, a bit of a Warriors supporters meet and greet. Um, yeah, we hope to make the trip yeah. up there next year. Yeah, mm. uh, definitely, mate. Yeah, and, and good on you, Stu, mm. for organising that. You know, he's just done yeah, that off his own bat. Um, you know, we've we've had some successful ones organised for through uh, Richie Morgan um, down in Melbourne, and then recently up in Brisbane. Uh, the games on the Central Coast, we always have a good crowd of regulars get to Central Coast Leagues Club um, for you know a meet and greet before the game. Uh, mm. So yeah. Um, and in, just on that, round 14, uh, round 13, the Warriors have the bye. So round 14 is our next game at home at Central Coast Stadium. Uh, the club is putting on the, the great big Kiwi Coast Party. Um, so there's going to be uh, Kiwi food stands, craft and colouring area for kids. There's going to be face painting, gumboot throwing. There's going to be uh, some Kiwi karaoke, uh, balloon artists. There's going to be some, bizarre. Yeah, How player bizarre. signing sessions and... Uh, the great Kiwi band Dragon will be for f- performing. Uh, I think the kickoff for that game's two o'clock. Two p.m. kickoff. 2 p.m. Yeah, uh, the Sunday gates. Yep. The gates will open at ten a.m. for that. So um, yeah, and get in there and make the most of the festivities. Absolutely. Yeah. If you haven't got tickets, get your tickets for that one. That's going to be a great game up there at um, Central Coast Stadium. And mm. then the week after, we've got the Knights round fifteen at McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, tickets haven't gone on <clears throat> on sale for that one yet, but when they do, we'll let everyone know. And then uh, the games after that, which will be uh, the games that they originally thought they'd be heading back to New Zealand. Um, that was they've been still on the draw as Mount Smart Stadium. Obviously, they'll be changing back to Central Coast Stadium. So Coast, yeah. yeah, once tickets go on sale for that, you'll be able to get them through Ticket Tote with the uh, membership code VW Member two zero two one. Buy your tickets in bays six, seven, and eight. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for that day either, um, Jay Harris. I really hope they play rain. I think they will. Um, I think they'll play all their classics, mate. McKercher uh, <clears throat> says, I really like the idea of the northern stand at the new stadium in Townsville being of a low profile that fans in the stadium can see the CBD during play. I'd like to visit that stadium too, yeah. Mm. We're going to plan to get up there next year for that one yeah i've always wanted to go up up to north queensland for a game and yeah i think next year we'll make that happen yeah and, um, See, Masonga says the mati matonga beast 
himself, Adam Fanua Black, uh, Blake, back for that uh, Melbourne game. That is confirmed. Yes. Um, I spoke Massive to man in. himself yeah. last week. Yeah, he will definitely be back for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, you see us at the games. I've always got posters. Uh, posters come up and available, yep. If you want posters, come and see me. Uh, don't forget, <clears throat> if you miss our live broadcasts, you can always catch up on our Facebook videos, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and, of course, the, the live shows you can catch up on our podcast platforms on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, and Radio Direct. Uh, you can go to our link tree, uh, Ruin Hammer, and you can get... Um, links to all those in, and including the events that we uh, have listed up for over the next couple of weeks with our, our chats. Uh, we've got a couple of good ones coming up too, haven't we, mate? Uh, we certainly do. Who could ever forget the man that did this? <laughs> coming up in a couple of weeks. And then yep. two weeks after that, uh, sorry, the week after that, we've got 1995 Warrior Original, Big Smokin' Joe Vungana. He's going to come yep. and have a chat with us as well. And to talk about, it'd be great because he'll be the first uh, 95 yeah. Original who was there in the formation years of the Warriors. So yes. make sure you don't miss those chats. As always, if you've got any questions for these guys, don't hesitate to get them in there and we'll make sure that we, we get your questions out there. And then on the 30, 30th of June, we have Warriors hard man, Kevin Campion. Yep. Very excited about this one. Just, just in time for Origin as well. Yeah. So uh, Campo was actually the first Warrior ever to play State of Origin, uh, making his debut for Queensland in 2001. So it'd be great to have a chat to him about all things Warriors, about his fantastic, uh, very memorable two-season uh, stint at the Warriors yep. in 01 and 02 and the grand final. And, and then also talk a bit about State of Origin as well. So... That will be a fantastic chat, no doubt, as they always are. Siala says, thanks, Ruin Hammer, for getting warrior, uh, our Warriors fixed between games. No dramas, bro. Um, Anytime. That's what we yeah. love doing. Labor of love. We just love talking about the team. Absolutely. We Past, do. present, future. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's been a big week, mate. Uh, two good shows. Uh, it's always, good, it's always yeah. an up week. I'm, I'm always uplifted when we have a, a live guest on. Um Yes. I love doing, yeah. I love, I love finding out the, the uh, viewpoints and, and the stories uh, of those current and former Warriors players. It's always a good chat. Um, There's always something new comes out in these chats, something you didn't know, and um, yeah, no, it's it's great. And we and we do thank them for, for giving up their time to come and have a chat with us. Yeah, and chat with all you guys as well. And yeah, thank absolutely, you guys, yeah, for joining we, in as always. Yeah, we, we, thank, we thank you guys for tuning in and, and following us and supporting us. Um, just keep sharing the, sharing the posts on Facebook and, and, and so forth, uh, trying to build the, the profile, you know, get, get more Warriors supporters on board. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, as we always say, it's always just, just two fans just chatting all thing Warriors, enjoy, inviting you guys into our homes and to enjoy, uh, participate in the chat. That's um, it. The kind of content that we would we would watch ourselves. So yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, thanks everyone for joining in. Uh, to those that are heading up to North Queensland to watch the game live, uh, make, make some noise. Yeah, make some noise, <laughs> loud and proud. Uh, thanks again to Stu Finn for organising the the uh, meet up before the game. Um, yeah, hopefully, nice one, you know we can get lots of, of pictures. Uh, yep. And <clears throat> yeah, and. Um, We'll be back next week, mate, with a uh, a review. 
We will be, yes. Hopefully reviewing another win. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Um, hope you have a great evening. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Everyone be safe. And we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. Go the Warriors. Go the Warriors.